You are listening to the teaching podcast of Praise Community Church in Mason City, Iowa. For more information about our church, please visit praisecc.org. my privilege to be here with you this morning. I've had uh, the opportunity to fill in a few times over the past many years for, for Jeff. Um, I've got to say I've got a lot of respect for Jeff and Janie Dolan. Uh, I think I, the first time I met uh, Janie was when we first moved to this area back in 02. And then we've gotten to do a lot of ministries with the Dolans and the Oversons over the years in the parks working um, uh, what, in what we call the Children's Festival. And uh, I have a lot of fond memories of that. Um, I want to talk to you this morning. Oh, I, I, was, I would tell you what I do. I'm, I'm, uh, I work as a hospice chaplain with St. Croix Hospice out of Albert Lee. And uh, before that, I was eight years at uh, One Vision, used to be Opportunity Village over in Clear Lake. I want to talk with you this morning about what I consider to be one of the greatest dangers that we face in our world today. I'm not talking about financial stress or personal conflicts. It's not pride or anger or impatience or even discouragement. In my opinion, the greatest struggle that we face in our day today is anxiety. Now we use different words to describe this condition. We might say that we are under stress or that we're stressed out. We might say that we are worried or concerned, but it's pretty much all the same thing. And I'm tempted to say that all anxiety is sin. But when I think about the world we're living in today, the racial tension, the political strife, wars uh, overseas, I think a little bit of anxiety is only normal. But the kind of worry that concerns me is the kind that, that uh, it creeps into our heart and it chokes us and it strangles the fruit of God's word in our lives. That's the kind of stress that I have in mind. The kind that chokes us and it strangles us and it robs us of our joy and our peace as brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. Now, a lot, has been, a, lot of, a lot has been written about anxiety. One person once wrote, stress is the confusion created when one's mind overrides one's body's desire to choke, to choke, to choke the daylights out of some fool who desperately needs it. Now, that is stress, one kind of stress, right? Have we all been there before? It doesn't seem to bother some people, and children are a classic example. Art Linkletter, is anybody old enough to remember who Art Linkletter was? Art Linkletter was known for his interviews with children and often got them to say the most amazing things. Once he was talking to a young boy who looked kind of tough, and he asked him, son, what does your dad do for a living? And the boy said, my dad's a cop, and he grabbed the microphone away from Art Linkletter, who said, oh, really? The kid said, yeah, he catches crooks and burglars and he spread eagles them and he cuffs them and he drags them down to the slammer and he throws them in. Art said, oh, really? I bet your mother worries about your father's work. And he says, no, 
He always brings home lots of watches and rings and jewelry. She doesn't worry at all. <laughs> now, all respect for our, 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 uh, our police officers. God bless you for the work you do. Please don't uh, be mad at me. <laughs> and so there was an elderly woman who was being interviewed at the Moody Bible Institute in Chicago. And the interviewer noticed that she was extremely positive and upbeat, and he asked her if she was always that way. She responded, I learned, to, I learned not to worry about anything years ago. I didn't get married until I was 36. And over the next nine years, we had eight kids, including two sets of twins. And I never worried about getting married. She said, I actually did a simple thing when I was a student here at Moody. I got a pair of men's pants and I threw them over the bed and prayed. Father in heaven, hear my prayer and grant it if you can. I've put a pair of trousers here. Please fill them with a man. Now there was a minister there who decided to use that story in his upcoming sermon. That Sunday, one of the families was only half there. You see, the father and son had gone to church while the wife and daughter stayed home sick. Well, about a week or so later, the woman who had missed the sermon wrote the minister a letter saying that she was concerned about her son. He was about 15 years old. And she said that there's been a bikini hanging over the edge of his bed. What is that all about? It's good to laugh, right? On a much more serious note, the... Uh, Famous uh, missionary Corey Tinboom once wrote, Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. Instead, it empties today of its strength. Think about that for a minute, friends. Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow, but instead it empties today of its strength, and that's the kind of worry that concerns me. It's the kind that eats away at us, and it robs us of those things that belong to us as brothers and sisters of Christ. It chokes us spiritually. And so if you turn with me to Philippians chapter 4, we will look at some very practical advice on how to deal with anxiety and worry. Philippians 4, verses 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, it will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Here in this passage, Paul gives us a very simple three-step way to get rid of anxiety. He says to rejoice always, be anxious about nothing, and to pray about everything. Let me pray for us as we begin. Lord God, I thank you so much for the privilege to be in your house with your people. Thank you for your love and for your mercy for your goodness, Lord. 
Thank you for your watch care over our lives. And Lord, I just pray that as we're here this morning, that you would just clear any distractions away from our minds, Lord, the worries of tomorrow, uh, things that we have uh, going on this afternoon. Help us, Lord, to focus in on you. I pray you would speak to us this day, Lord, and that we would leave here a changed people. Lord, I give you all the glory. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. And so the first step in dealing with anxiety and worry is to rejoice. Now, Webster's Dictionary defines rejoice as to be glad or to take delight in. But let's be, let's be honest. When you, have, when you have a mountain of bills to pay, when people you love are sick and injured, or you're going through some other kind of trial, being glad or taking delight is probably the last thing on your mind. But Paul doesn't just say that we are to rejoice. He says, we are to rejoice in the Lord. And so the strength to endure difficulties with joy in our hearts, it comes from the Lord. It comes from being in him. It comes from a clear understanding that God is in control in our lives. We read in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 24, that a man's steps are directed by the Lord. In another verse, I don't know if you've heard this recently, but Jeremiah 29, 11, <laughs> For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Friend, no matter what you are going through this morning, God has a plan for you, and it's a good plan. It's a plan to give you a hope in the future. Being able to rejoice in the Lord comes from a clear understanding that God works through the difficult circumstances in our life for our benefit. We read in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So the question is, do we love him here this morning? I think we do. This is how we rejoice in the Lord always, as we read God's promises and we remain in him. The anxiety in our lives is replaced by a deep and an abiding joy because we know that God is in control. Verse 5, he says, Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Now, anxiety produces in us things like impatience, conflicts, depression. But when we rejoice in the Lord, we display things like gentleness and patience and joy. Not much of a choice there, right? Why can we have this? Because we know the Lord is, is near, friends. Jesus is coming back. He could come back this afternoon. Amen? Amen. And this time when he leaves, he's going to take us with him. So we may be where he is. You know, there are just so many things, though, that can cause us to be anxious and worry. 
things like financial stress, paying the bills, buying gasoline, problems with family, difficulty with children. When I think of all the things that can rob us of our joy and burden us with stress and worry, I'm reminded of Mary and Martha in Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. We read there, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister named Mary, who sat at his feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, Jesus answered, you are worried and concerned about so many things when only one is needed. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. So there are so many situations that can choke us spiritually. When we find ourselves becoming stressed out, how we deal with that is vital. And so Paul tells us here in verse 6, instead of being anxious, we are to pray. We are to pray about everything. He says, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. You know, sometimes the first prayer we need to pray is a prayer of confession because we've got a part in the problem we have. We read in Isaiah 59, verses 1 and 2, Surely the, the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that you will not hear. So sometimes, friends, our first prayer needs to be a prayer of confession, clearing the way between us and the Lord. And Paul says that we are to pray about everything, but you know, prayer isn't something that we automatically know what to do. As a matter of fact, the disciples in Luke 11 came to Jesus and they asked him how they should pray. And he gave them the beautiful Lord's Prayer that we've been praying now for over 2,000 years. Prayer didn't come naturally for them. Maybe some of you here today find yourself a little unorganized in your prayer life. Maybe sometimes you don't know quite how to pray. Well, I'd like to share with you a method that I've been using ever since I came to the Lord a number of years ago. And it is called the Acts Prayer Guide. I don't know if most of you already know about, about the Acts Prayer Guide. Very simple way to pray. And I've got about 25 of these here. I'm going to leave in case anybody wants to get a hold of them. The Acts Prayer Guide, Acts is an acronym for Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and Supplication. And so when I pray, I start out with adoration. Lord God, thank you for this day. Thank you for your love and for your mercy, for your sovereignty, for your omnipresence, for your omniscience. Lord, thank you, for, thank you that you are all-knowing. You are unchanging. Pray prayers of adoration. And then the C is for confession. And, you know, if you ever are sitting down and you can't decide what you need to confess, just ask the Holy Spirit. It seems like we get all kinds of things to ask for confession of. So we need to clear the airways. The T is for thanksgiving. It's very important, friends, for us to have a thankful heart. 
And no matter what's going on in our lives, there's something to be thankful for. Lord, thank you, I've got a place to live. Thank you, there's food in my cupboard. Thank you, Lord, that for the air that pumps through my lungs and the, and, the, and the blood that pumps through my veins, this is all part of your provision for me. There's so many things that we can be thankful for. And then the supplication is where we put our, place our request before the Lord. And I like to pray for others before I pray for myself. Thank you. If you're interested, there's a few of these copies up here. Some people are good at keeping a prayer journal. That's not me. Do we have any journalers here? They're pretty, they're pretty few and far between, I think. But keep a journal of your prayers and then mark off those prayers as the Lord answers them. And as we pray consistently, as we meet with the Lord each day, verse 7 tells us that the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, it will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And so as we lay the worries and anxieties on the altar of prayer, God replaces them with peace, real peace, the peace of God. And friends, that peace, it guards us, it protects us, and it keeps us safe. I'd like to tell you that as a man who's known the Lord for some time, that anxiety is not a problem for me. I'd like to say that as a minister that I never experienced it, but that just wouldn't be true. Because I do worry. I worry about my wife and my five daughters, if they're going to be safe in this very dangerous world we're in. I've got one daughter who's wayward. I worry about her salvation. Sometimes I worry about money. I worry about uh, the job. And there's, there's so many things that we could worry about. Maybe some of you here have those same concerns or have other concerns that cause you to, to stress and to worry. Well, friends, I want to encourage you, do not let anxiety overwhelm you. Do not let it push away God's love. Do not let it overwhelm you. But instead, as we read here in Ephesians, let us make it our habit to rejoice always, to be thankful about everything and to pray about everything. And friends, as we do this, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, it will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information about Praise Community Church,